bag of cans, do 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 yellow card, do 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 go, do 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 do. Is that your Australian accent, mate? I was a bit fucking all over the place. I was just a bit lost. A little bit Kiwi. It was a little bit Scottish. It was a little bit fucking Darwin. You did get your fucking ears tested, bro. It was beautiful, mate. That was my favourite one yet. Was it? No. Manly. Welcome to Bagger Cans podcast. A couple <laughs> of mates chat football, boxing, and uh, Tom's inability to accurately guess accents. Australia. Uh, we've, we've just had to, I don't know if you clocked this. Obviously, you clocked part of this. We've just had to, we've had our first technical difficulties because I forgot to put my headphones in. So the recording was all going back through as he as he came through. So we've had to redo it. And I don't know if you noticed at the time, Tom, but you know when I went, stop, stop, stop. Mm. All I could think of was, uh, does the shoe fit? And who's Jordan again? <laughs> and then Chunks is like, stop this whole thing. Stop this whole thing. Stop this whole thing, <laughs> stop this whole thing now. <laughs> who's uh, Jordan again? Who's Jordan again? If you don't know, then fucking learn, get to know. That get to know. Right, okay. <laughs> That's funny. International football. I fucking hate international football. But there might as well not be football on right now for me. 100%. Like, I would rather there be no football than international football. I was thinking today, what things do I hate more than international football being on and championship not being on? Or Premier League, if that's what floats you about. Yeah. Pubs um, being shut. Yeah. General lockdown. Um. That's about it. Standing on a plug. Oh, I did that earlier. That's fucking shit. On the um, on an adapter one as well. Really <clears throat> sore. Uh, but yeah, pointless. Did you watch the game last night? I didn't even watch it. I watched like ten minutes and turned it off. I, and watched Line of Duty. I didn't watch a. I didn't watch a moment. I was busy. I'm a busy man on Thursday evenings. No, um, I was thinking about the England team though. Like, just beating. Don't get me wrong. There were. Exactly. So there were some players that will probably get in England's starting eleven, maybe. Uh, Stones, uh, Mount, probably that's it. But like, if you were given the shirt in that game, like, although you're buzzing to play for England, you probably also see the team sheet and you're like, fuck. You can't um, think either. Like, you can like play your way out of being in the England team if you're shit against San Marino. But mm. surely, like, no matter how good you are, Southgate isn't going to go, oh, you know what? Maybe I should start it. You can only really look bad against San Marino, can't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. This is a question I was going to ask you, actually. I know you, don't, you haven't played football in a few years, but when you were, if you were still continued playing, mm-hmm. how far off getting in the San Marino team do you reckon you'd be? It's a good question. Well, on the 10 minutes that I did listen to it, there's 33,000 people in San Marino. I reckon I would be in at least the fourth team. Yeah. Probably I, even closer. My thoughts were I wouldn't get into the San Marino team, but if I did, I wouldn't look out of place particularly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You might think like, oh, who's this dad like? Was he come through the reserves or something? But you wouldn't think like, Jesus Christ. What was the final score last night? I think it was six, but... Five or six. Six, man. I, like, it's just I, I love international football more than normal football like when there's football, something when on it's it. tournaments oh man like, I'd have England winning the World Cup over Leeds winning anything 
Like Leeds would have to win a treble. Oh, for it sure. To, yeah. Leeds would have to win a treble for me to compare it to a World Cup. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I don't even think that would come close because yeah, like so England winning the World Cup. Like I'm, I'm a Cardiff fan. No, none of my mates are Cardiff fans. Not yeah. a single one, as you can probably imagine. All your mates. All of my mates are English. Yeah. We won't get onto the fact that my dad and brother are more so Welsh affiliated when it comes to international football, which sickens me to the core. Hey, best day of um, my life: England beating Wales. The Euros 2016. Funny storage. Weren't you there? That's why it was the best day of my life, mate. Yeah, like 20 yards behind the goal. I my dad and brother were there. I had my shirt yeah. off, like whipping it around my head. It was just, it's quite funny. My dad's a pretty um, chilled bloke and he's just like clapping as if a goal has just gone in on Sunday League. And I'm like, just my, my, my shirt's like whapping him around the fucking head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad and brother were in the Wales end for that game. Bearing in mind. Sorry, James, if you listen to this and you're going to get a wrath of abuse abuse for this. He's like an eighth Welsh. Yeah, same as me. Well, is it? It's even, it's even less so than me, isn't it? Like my mum's Welsh. I think we might be a quarter Welsh, but yeah. even so, Either ridiculous. Way. Their argument is being Cardiff fans and spending all of their footballing time around Welsh people. They associate football with Wales, so therefore... I can get that because I am... I'm a, I Welsh, I'm a Welsh rugby fan through the family. Which is also... Well, just, maybe because you're not a huge rugby fan, but like, yeah. really? Well, yeah, yeah. Just, I just picked a side. Anyway, let's not get into uh, our affiliations. So we're not talking about international football. It's a bag of shit. We've already spent too much time on it. But it's an international break. So let's take the time to take stock of what is going on in the Premier League. We are. I'm looking at, I've got a table up now. Most teams have got nine games left. A couple have got eight, a couple have got ten, but most nine games left. So let's have a let's have a bit of a. I'm pretty sure we can say that City are going to win the league. Yeah, I think we can say that Sheffield United and West Brom are going down. Um, What are West Brom? West Brom about nine points adrift. Ten. Ten. Yeah. And and sometimes like people will go, oh yeah, but that's only four wins. And it's also teams losing and and four wins all season. And all of a sudden, people think, oh, yeah, but they could pull it out of the bag. And it's relying on teams around them not yeah, winning any games. Or... Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. And then you've got Fulham, who have played a game more than Newcastle. The worst football club on but planet Earth, is a shadow of a doubt. Which one? Fulham? Fulham. They're worse than Swansea. Hey, um. You don't like them, do you? They have a neutral end. Really? What's a neutral end? Where, like, tourists and fans that can't get away tickets sit. Well, that's just... That's just... A club that can't, that's a club that can't get enough fans, isn't it? I tell you about the story when I got kicked out of Fulham. Yeah, I think so. Tell me anyway. I'd been in the ground for 15 seconds and it was the genuinely the most ridiculous. This, this, is, this isn't me trying to sound like a football hooligan here, by the way. Like I was being a nice, honourable gentleman. Hello, good, uh, good folk. The football steward. Hello, my name's Thomas from the Cardiff my, This, like, police dog just start going mental at my brother who would have been like 16 at the time and he's not massively fond of dogs so like just tensed up and was just like walking away from this dog yeah so this steward was like he must have loads of drugs on him let's grab him and throw him against the wall i was like no that's my younger brother please don't do that (laughs) and and this steward was like get up and just didn't let me in the ground Travelled down from Leeds as well, five hours back on the National Express. Did you, uh, watching did, football. Did, you, did your brother and dad stay in the ground? Oh, yeah. And my granddad went as well. That's amazing. Cheers, lads. Yeah. Went in a pub around the corner. It was like £5.90 for a pint of 
uh, Stella or whatever. And I was like, I'm probably going to call it a day. What did you do? Back up to Leeds. Oh, what? You were on the bus before it even got to that half time? Yep, absolutely. That is stinking. Pretty sure we lost that day as well. (laughs) Maybe it's better. So, yeah, uh, so City are going to win the league. It's between Fulham, Newcastle. I mean, Brighton are four points ahead of Newcastle. Brighton are a decent side, to be honest. And I can't see them not getting a couple of wins out of that. And if they get two wins, there's no way that Newcastle and Fulham are getting 10 or 12 points between them. For me, it's Fulham that go down, I think. Um, I, I, I think... think- I think I think, that, right. I think that Newcastle team has got a manager and a team with a little bit more Premier League know-how. I don't think that I think Fulham have definitely turned a corner. Jamie Carragher said, didn't he, on Sky mm-hmm. Sports at the start mm-hmm. of the year that he's never been more sure about anything about Fulham going yeah, down. That's pundits and being the, fucking sensationalists, you know, no, I hate that. At the time, they were shocking. Like, they were, the mate. But like, you've played five games of football. I hate pundits like this. But defensively at the time, they were absolutely awful. And it looked like the Fulham team that had gone down a couple of years prior or the year prior, whatever. Well, a couple of years prior, of course. Yeah. Um, but they did massively turn a corner. They signed that Anderson at centre-half and got that bloke that... Is he on loan from Man City or he's been at Man City at some point? Which one? They look solid. Slender. Uh, yeah. Tall, skinny, black guy. He's double-barrelled surname, maybe? I might be wrong. Not Loftus cheek. Oh, no, centre half. Oh, centre half. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know. But yeah, they it's, signed... not Car- it's not Cameron Carter Vickers, is it? No, no, no. He's no. a full. Uh, no, he's a in championship. In championship team online. Um, but yeah, they they look defensively solid. They've got Luckman that made them look a little bit better. But Mitrovic hasn't fired in the prem. Hasn't scored enough goals. And that's where the problem's been. And yeah. I, Scott Parker, he, he's just a he's a meme, isn't he? With them jackets and his streets, I found it a bit um, a bit surprising that they haven't just gone fuck it. Let's play it to Mitrovic a bit more because he hasn't been shocking. I know, but he hasn't got an awful like to say he was. I don't know if he was top or joint top. He was around there with Watkins in the Championship last season, and they wouldn't have gone up without him. Mm. But he got that banned. He got sent off against Leeds, and then they stopped sort of playing him quite so much, even when he came back. And that's mm. a sort of carried on because I think you have to play a certain way when Mitrovic is on the pitch and they've obviously made the decision that that's not the style of football they want to play all the time. Um, but I'm a little Who bit Who do you think will go down? It's hard to say because Newcastle are shite. Well, you're, well, I put out on the Instagram page earlier talking points for, for this podcast and your mate Rob messaged and said, at what point are Newcastle going to get rid of Bruce I half think what's the point in getting rid of him now yeah it'd be schoolboy error to do that should they have got rid of him three months ago probably but is he doing the exact job that Mike Ashley wants a manager at Newcastle to do work off a budget make them defensively-ish solid to try and stay in the league Mike Ashley don't care are they played does he well as as in defensively solid to keep them up ideally it's all about our staying up yeah yeah. so Rob no I don't think they should get rid of Bruce I think they should have done a few months ago I'm I'm not a fan of sacking managers particularly Um, so I wouldn't have got rid of Bruce if I was playing the other way around say you stick with Bruce now and they go down you can't keep it what to take him back up no you don't need him and Warnock have only got the. Um... I don't doubt that, mate. But can you imagine the toxicity 
of getting relegated with Bruce, who the fans haven't wanted since the moment he signed the contract. They then get relegated with him, and then they tr- they then have to try and rally around the team with him managing to get them back up. I, I can't, like I said, I wouldn't I, have sa- I wouldn't have sacked him. I don't think he should be sacked, but I can understand why you'd get rid of him for a the the inevitable bounce that almost always happens when a new manager comes in. It only lasts for a few games, but it, it normally happens. Sunderland did it for years, didn't they? Um, and also, I'm, and I take what you mean. You're right. He, he gets teams promoted, but I'm not sure if he's got a team promoted that, or a club promoted that just doesn't want him there that much. True. Um, I think fans are knowledgeable enough to know that the championship, championships are savage league and yeah. having an experienced manager is um, probably better off for him. But yeah, I think Fulham will go down. About you. I'm, 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 I'm going to go Newcastle, but it's you're splitting hairs. I think that I think Fulham are, are playing slightly better football, but Newcastle have a bit more about them for the we'll reasons see. you've said. But we'll City are going to win the league. United of 57, Leicester 56, Chelsea 51, and then we get on to 49, 48. I don't well, know if I've you've written got... I've written down my top four, and it's pretty much that, just with the second two flip round. You reckon Leicester are going to jump City, uh, United, sorry? No, no. So, sorry. I think it'll be City, United, Chelsea, Leicester. Okay, yeah. Uh, Chelsea are on. Chelsea are in form. Chelsea look very good on Tuchel. Got some fantastic um, footballers, aren't they? They have, and he seems to have got them playing a style of football that suits the footballers that he's got. Yeah, I've watched them a few times recently. And, uh, under him, I mean... They were still playing some level of possession football under Lampard, but under Tuchel, they really play possession football. And the amount of bravery that they have around their own box to play out of any situation. I watched them against, I think it was against Liverpool or United. No, it was United. I think it was when they drew 0-0. That was the first time I really watched them under Tuchel and was like, bloody hell, they just play it from anywhere. And then I've watched them a few times since. And yeah, they they try and play it out. I I find it mad how much a style of football can change your opinion on a footballer. Like, because Jorginho, like, deep-lying midfielder who just passes the ball about doesn't like to run a lot. I can relate to that an awful lot. <laughs> and <laughs> I know a few under, people like that. No names. Him under Lampard looked like toilet. was shocking. Mm. And then you put him in a system like Tuchel's where all his job is to do is pick that ball up and knock it about. And because you're in possession that much, you don't get exposed at all. And he looks brilliant again. And this is the thing about football, isn't it? There's so many ways to do it. And there's so many... Yeah, like I say, styles and things that suit a player. Like a player doesn't necessarily become a bad player overnight because they can't suit a system. Sure. They're just playing a different style of football. And and that's why it's such a complicated game. And people try and make it sound really simple and, and we will try and do that as well. But mm. it, there's a lot of moving parts to it and getting them all in the right place is it's difficult. That's why the top managers and the are renowned and the top clubs are renowned so much, revered yeah. so much, sorry. But um, um, I really, four. really hope though Leicester getting like because they deserved it last year, didn't they? I know and they, they just bottled they, it, didn't they? The they end. blew it. Yeah. But like, I think a lot of teams could have or would have bottled it at that stage after the break that they had. Yeah, they've sure. been so good this year, and they've um, had a, I, they've had a lot of injury issues as well themselves. A lot of injury issues. I don't know who I was speaking to about it the other day. Um, Johnny Evans at yeah. the heart of that back foot. Call this a howler if you'd like. He's got to be in the conversation for one of, not not the, but in the conversation of 
the best centre half in the Premier League. I think, and this goes back to what we were just saying in terms of the style. One of in the style he plays, I don't think anyone could argue that he is one of. I, oh, but I genuinely hey, don't think. If you asked him to, if you asked him to start knocking the ball around like some of the other players do, and ask him to come out with the ball as authoritatively and as frequently as some others do, we wouldn't be talking about Johnny Evans in this right. style. But the way that he's talking, the way he's playing, sorry, I'm with you 100%, mate. He's, he's quality for them. What's, there must talking be about so many clubs off. thinking they wish they had him. That bloke to the right of him, that Wesley Fofana, mm. he's 20 years old. Is he? Doesn't get in the France under-21 team. Like, I've watched him. He's unreal. He's like He will be Real Madrid or a big, big club in the next five years or like a shadow of doubt. He's unbelievable. 20 years old. And that Soyuncu is only about 24 as well. Where do they find these players? Like we used to say it when Leicester won the league. Kante, Mares, um, all of these players that they just pulled out of nowhere and five, six years on, they're still doing it. I was reading about this the other day and it was, it, it was well, the other week, sorry, and it was talking about like the quality of scouting and recruitment in the UK versus other countries. And how in the UK, well, in England, sorry, it's almost lazy because there's so much money in the game. Sure. And and part of it was taking chances on players. And you might have a club in, you know, who aren't one of the top, top teams in Spain. You might have a club in France or wherever scouting the same player as, you know, an English club would have been looking at. Because they've, they've got the money, their reach will be. They'll know about most players, but they won't take the chance. And they'll look at it and they'll go, well, we could spend five or 10 million on him now when he's, un- when he's a bit unknown. Or we can let one of those other clubs buy him, play him for playing for two years, and if it turns out he is class, fuck it, we'll just come and sign him for 40, 50 million, because we can. So true. And that's that's the attitude you see across the Premier League. Like, not it's everywhere, but most of them. But it's, it's hard recruitment. And there's also, there's a real fascination in England from the fans with signing players. No one's interested in improving players. We're all guilty of it though, right? To, to an extent, yeah. To an extent. Come on, you're telling me you're not sat there Either no. refreshing your phone or watching Sky Sports News on deadline day to see Leeds are getting in. Less, less, less so, less so now that we've got the manager we've got because I, I trust the recruitment team. I'm not obsessed with it because I just think that whoever he's got, if he thinks that we've got the right players, I, I think we've got the right hundred goals a year, and then I don't care. There's positions I'd improve, but I'm I'm chilled out about it. But I, I accept that it, I'm, that is I wouldn't always be like this. So you're telling me you don't get excited about big name signings? No, I didn't say that. No, no, what I mean is I don't I don't sit there and go, we have to buy players. Because a lot of fans do this. They'll be going, we're not good enough. We need to spend 30 million on a ring. We need to spend 40 million on a striker all the time. But some fans just all the time. And, and I'm not. I want to I wanna sign a few players. Yeah. If you had a 40 million pound striker, you'd probably be in Europe. Well, we've got, 30, million. We've got a 30 million pound one. <laughs> Ollie Watkins, I'm team Ollie Watkins. Forget Patrick Bamford. But, you know, it's funny this. We recorded this podcast last week. We said what we said about Bamford, me especially. And then half an hour later, he scores an assist a goal. Yeah. How many did he miss and not an assist? And not an assist. <laughs> Go on, right, top so four? Got my top four. <sighs> I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. And the reason's being... United and Leicester are too far ahead. And I think United are, are a good side, as much as it pains me to say. The team's close to Chelsea. West Ham and Tottenham. West Ham, I just don't think, have the legs. And Tottenham, 
if there's two teams like with a, a small, like the amount of times Tottenham have bottled whatever their goal is, is unreal. Even when they've been good in recent years, I'm not talking about the Roy Keane, it, come on lads, it's Tottenham. Even in recent years, when Tottenham have just had a target, whether that was going for the title in a two-horse race or whether it was just pushing for top four, they always fucking bottle it at the end of the season. So neither of them two. And Liverpool, I think five points to Chelsea might just be a bit too much. Might just be a bit too much. How I think, is that, I think all their eggs are going to go in the in the Champions League basket. You can't blame them. How mad is that, though, that how dominant Liverpool have been? Mm. Wow. Or what well, they were last year, and how close they ran City the year before, and they're not even in the picture. They'll Savage, come again. They'll come again. They Absolutely. Just don't get rid of Klopp and get Gerard. Why haven't you done nah, that in that. three years' time? Guys won a first Premier League in thirty years. I don't think there are any genuine Liverpool fans I don't even, who want to be Klopp. Well, yeah, he's just said it. I, I don't, don't think that. either. Yeah. Right there, we go. Then we'll lock that in. City, United, Leicester, Chelsea. Tell us what your predictions are, people. Sheffield United. Yeah, I hope that doesn't turn into a howler. Imagine we get to the end of the season, we've got like. Three That's not going to be a howler though, because they're not outrageous shouts now. If they were outrageous shouts and they didn't happen, then yeah. That's true. Like saying uh, Tottenham again, top four, that would be a howler. But yeah, carry on. They are a fucking howler. Let's move on to boxing. My favourite out of the two at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. Although there's not an awful lot going on in the last week, although there has been some stuff. I know we try and keep this. Well, see how many tickets they've sold for Saunders Canelo. No, forty thousand already Canelo. on pre-sale. He always sure sells a lot in there. It's far next to Mexico, isn't it, Texas? That's why and they it's haven't. on. It's not. I think is it on Thingy Weekend. What's that Mexico? Cin- Cinco de Mayo, must be. What it's called? Yeah, it's going I think so. Nuts, isn't it? Yeah. And Saunders is going to get sparked. I know we have like a mix of people who listen to this who are like really, really boxing, boxing. And then people who just like boxing and other people who don't really give a shit, but seem to actually like listen to us talk about boxing. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit boxing-y to start with. Last week we missed off. We forgot to say last week, Marvin Hagler died. Rest in peace. Which is sad for the world of boxing. Uh, I'm pretty sure you'll know Marvin Hagler. Marvellous Marvin Hagler. He actually changed his name by whatever American Depot is to, to Marvellous Marvin. Mm. So the greatest fight in boxing history. So, so good. So incredible fights. If you if you don't know, he was part of what they called the Four Kings at, must have been middleweight. Yep. So that'd be him, Tommy Hearns, not Tommy Hearns, Tommy Hearn, Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran. They all fought each other. Some some incredible fights out of them. If you, I don't know if you're like me and some of my mates. If you like just having a few beers and watching an old fight, if you just want a short one, then Marvin Hagler versus Tommy Hearns. It's called the War. If you hadn't seen it or heard of it, get yourself full of beer and just sit down and just enjoy three three rounds or two and a half rounds of. Well, it's called War for a reason. War, fucking incredible. (laughs) And staying on the topic of filling yourself with beer and enjoying enjoying uh, some fights. Last Saturday, I got really full of beer and ended up watching a, a replay of Estrada versus Chocolatito 2. What and a fight. I know Chocolatito. I don't know Estrada. I, I know my shit, but I don't know this level of shit. I, I mean, I, I, I fell asleep before the end. 
I only found out who won earlier because I was just Googling to make sure I got the name right. I was really quite drunk. But You've really done f- promoting that, mate. What a fight. I fell asleep before the end. Honestly, mate, what a fight. I messaged quite a few people, to be honest. Yeah, if, if you haven't got the zone, it's £2 a month. Maybe it's on YouTube. I don't know. But really, really good fight if, you just, if you're into your boxing and you want to watch a fight. Uh, and it's nice to just see two big names and great boxers that nobody cares about the hype mm-hmm. of or politics over belts or who's fighting who. Just two, one who's further on in his career than the other and another, just unbelievable boxers. And it makes yeah. it, for like boxing fans, it just makes it even kind of sweeter that nobody actually knows about them. Yeah, sure. Like we like say, a, like, like, a boxing like Chocolatito, I know <laughs> Ostrada, I've heard his name a few times. I don't know a massive amount yeah, about him. I've probably never watched fight. a Strada fight before, but I will watch him fight again. Highlights at the most. Yeah. And then I think Walker's messaged about Tiafimo Lopez. Lindsay messaged about Javonta Davis. Getting arrested. And rolling on from just talking about Hagler there and what was called the Four Kings. Some people are now banding around the same title for the lightweights, the Four Kings. I hope so. I hope so in the sense that they actually fucking fight each other. I think they will. The Four Kings, we've got Tiafimo Lopez. Mm-hmm. We've got Ryan Garcia, who had that impressive... It was impressive. I, I'm still not a fan. But impressive yeah. against Luke Campbell. Devin Haney. Javon Tank Davis. I, feel, I think Four Kings is actually disrespectful. Tiafimo Lopez is one of the four kings because he beat my favourite boxer, Lomachenko. Absolutely. I find it absolute madness that he lost that fight. And and he's just been banished from everyone's kind of talk in that division. Immediately, Lopez goes above Lomachenko. That's how it happens. You lose to someone, they go above you. But how mad is it that he beat him? But he still doesn't go above him in pound for pound, even though yeah. they fought at the same weight. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, how are people throwing the other three of them and the people they've beaten? Javon is coming off that. We're not going to get into this. We're going to wait until the light. One of these makes a fight, and we'll have a proper sure four five kings. Like, it's four Lope- kings, four kings, and a fucking emperor. I love, I love Lomachenko. Yeah, but in a weight below, Lopez clears up that division. I think. I hope you're right. I like Lopez. But yeah, we'll get on to that another episode because I think you can probably tell I've got a lot of things to say about that. But we've, we've, yeah, written, we've written other things down. On the piece Actually, prior to us talking about that, we've, yeah. we've, we've said that we're going to talk about it at some point. You boxing nuts out there. Um, tell us how you think them fights go. Because yeah. I think it's one of them where yeah, one beats one, another beats another. But then the people that... It can all cross over. Yeah. I can't put it into words what I mean. Yeah, no, no one beats them all, but the people beat people. And you just want to see it as a fan, but we'll save that. So the topic we thought we were going to try and discuss today is British boxers who we think are going to be future pound-for-pound stars. No, we're not. Future pay-per-view stars. Yeah, so definitely not going to be pound-for-pound stars. Not pound-for-pound stars, no. <laughs> and it, and it isn't, it's not a solely about ability, is it? This no, is why this is not. quite difficult. It's about who's going to sell tickets. And what makes this like really hard, and I was trying to think about it, is I don't watch loads of like your one and O's, your two and O's, your three and O's. I'll watch a full card. So if they're on that card, I'll often watch them. And chances are they're blowing someone away anyway. But it's like, I'm not, I mean, I don't, we don't have that level of knowledge of boxing where we could see a three oh, and O sure. and be like, yeah, he's your man. 
he's oh no so when we say he's going to be good then he's probably not going to be good yeah you'll believe it but uh, but when we say future uh, pay-per-view stars it's they're probably already pretty prominent we'll know about that Sure. Go on. You I've got, go, you I've go got, with yours. I've got two written down. Um, my first one, who I actually found out today, well, a couple of days ago, he's since moved to America and is now being trained by Virgil Hunter. Um, so, yeah, my first one is Joshua Boazzi. I man- mentioned it on no, the podcast last week or week before, I can't remember, when we were talking about Callum Smith and his move to light heavy. Yeah. The first of this bloke's pay-per-view fights is going to be against Callum Smith at Light Heavy in the next two years, I think. That is a monster of a British fight. I didn't know he'd moved to America. Yeah, very recently. He's pretty he's, sure he's, one of these fights. He's a serious bro. problem, Duatsi. He's good, and he's just got that like image that he doesn't need to be brash or you know rowdy or force himself to sell tickets. He's just that good of a boxer that he will just sell tickets. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope you're right. I'm, I'm not 100% convinced he's going to be a massive pay-per-view star. But I, I, I think that I, light heavyweight Ability-wise, I'm with you all the way. All the way. That light heavyweight division is going to become packed. I hope and, so. And that's where the... I think British level it will do, and you're going to have fighters that are going to come through. And particularly... Particularly the smith Boazzi fight. And then you never know. Canelo, once he's finished clearing up at anywhere he fucking wants, yeah. I'd That's like to see. Fight I'd fight like to see something down the line. Uh, a Buatsi Yard fight. It's a fight I'd like to see. <clears throat> Anthony Yard does nothing for me anymore. Um, if if he gets an off decent trainer, he could be a problem because he's a lump and he can hit, but not with that clown in his corner. Um, I'll fire out my second one. Yeah, do it pay-per-view star for the future and it really pains me to say this because all of my friends that I talk to boxing about will know that there are two boxers in the British boxing scene that I despise um, one being Lawrence Coley, who I put on the story the other day congratulations on your world title but you still absolutely stink um, and the second boxer that I can't particularly stand but I think will be a future pay-per-view star is Conor Ben. number of reasons. One, he talks very, very well. Talks really uh, well. Mate, I've really come round to him when I've heard him speak in recent so, uh, times. He was, He's a lot more when, fucking nice than I imagined. Respectful. Yeah, 100%. And we both got that from the Josh Kelly card that he was doing a bit of punditry on. It sounded really good. I also um, love, I think it was the fight before when he won it. And... Uh, he was he was getting pissed off about people saying that he's not like hot training hard or something. And he's like, yeah, I do wake up in silk, still in silk yeah. pajamas. I'm still in the gym. I'm still crushing numbers. I'm still the. Fit. I liked him for that. I thought, fair play, mate. You're backing it up. So yeah, I think how how you know how well he talks. His name obviously resonates with probably the generation above us. Yeah. Um, I think. He's got a fighting style that is getting better. Um, he's still reckless as hell and doesn't look great, but when it comes off, it's aggressive and it's exciting. And even though Josh Kelly lost against um, his name's gone out of my head, Avenician, Avenician, um, I still think 
Ben against Kelly huge. is a huge British fight down the line. Whether I think Kelly's going to move up and whether Ben's big enough to go up to to light middle, I'm not sure. Not anytime soon, but I, still, I um, think you're right. That, that fight is going to be there. Still a huge fight. And then around that weight, you've always got British names and you've always got big world level names that you can get in a tear up with. And backed by Eddie Hearn, he's going to be put in them positions. So yeah, it pains me to say, but I think I think Ben will be, will go into, and he's like twenty one, mate, or twenty twenty two, something like that. Yeah, frightening. I to be honest, mate, I've really struggled on this. I wrote down I wrote down Conor Ben's name, but more so for his well, the reasons you put down, it's not necessarily down to ability. It's about to like people who excite. Yeah, That's what sells things. You you either you sell tickets because people fucking love you, because people love watching you fight. Or people fucking hate you. Absolutely. It has to be raw emotions to capture like proper big numbers. And at the minute, I don't really, it's so hard to predict like a future. You know, with Josh Kelly's style, if he just kept winning, yeah, maybe, because it would be exciting to see that style win all the time, but he can't win all the time. So right. he's not going to do it for me. Connor he's got ben, a sick style, but he's just not a... good enough at that style. But yeah, yeah. Current. Connor Ben, you know, maybe. Could he be like a? He's not going to go to the levels, but could he be a Ricky Hatton where people get behind him because of the way he fights, because of the, the style of person he is? I'm not sure. Another one I had down as a as a could have been is, and maybe he will come again. Is Daniel Dubois as a Frank Bruno reincarnated? Yeah, where, big shot. Because he's a lovely bloke. Because he's a lovely bloke, Daniel Dubois. He comes across so well as like a genuine person, and. When he's boxing, I mean, the Joe Joyce fight came way too early, but when he gets going, it's fucking exciting to watch. Like, sure. He's a big bloke who punches the shit out of people. He's just going to have to be people managed better, him. isn't he? That fight with Joyce, like... They, they got ahead of themselves. That, I don't think he did, because the fighter, it's very rare, very rare, that a fighter fully knows where they are with their career. Very oh, rare. absolutely. Well, it's not him that's making the decisions. No, One thing but, but you say, know what I mean? There will be some fighters who will say, no, I know, but we're talking 1%. Yeah, one thing I would say about him, and I hate being that, because we have no right to make this argument as people that don't box for a living. Mm. But like, whether you like it or not, and we're allowed to be judgmental because we're paying boxing fans, he quit against choice. He did. And I'm, I'm not, I'd do the exact same Mate, we'll do. I'll tell you what. Next week, after we know what's happened with Dill's fight, we'll do a proper state of the heavyweight scene, and we'll bring Dubois into this because I've got I have got an opinion on this. We'll do that, and (laughs) we'll roll on to that in a sec. Actually, what I was just going to say to finish this off with is my number one on the list was uh, our mate Jake Goodwin. I think he will be the biggest. The star. biggest star in Doncaster. In oh, Doncaster. Brad Cousins might have something to say about that. Though. That's true, actually. All Doncaster class, we want to see it. No idea what catch rate that'd be at. Fuck me. Might be a fucking two or more. Actually, no, maybe not. Uh, but what I was thinking on this is, because I really struggled to pick a fighter really hard. Because so often, I was trying to think like recent times, who is there? Ricky Hatton was the first one who's not really current. And the next one who is current is AJ. They're the two who, in this country, have like, fuck me, they have caught the imagination. 
And I it's so hard to pick who that's going to be because you almost think, like, well, it would have happened by now. I don't think there is one in this group of fighters. I don't think there is either, mate. For me, it was a lot more like it's the fights, not the fighter. I was thinking, like, in the recent years, you had, well, Frotch Groves, which almost started this whole British boxing resurgence in terms of massive numbers, cash, blah, blah, blah. People who didn't even give a shit. I, I was caring about boxing at that time, but not to the level I was now. And that was like, wow, I really want to, Watch that's when I proper got into boxing for so and so many people would have been like before that. But like, yeah, yeah. It, it made you want another one if you ever want to get into boxing just watch loads of IFL TV that's what I did for like three years of my life and I just felt like I knew everything about boxing and then the second one after that I was, after that came straight to my mind was Hey Bellew again like not hey, the, they were at the it, end of their career weren't they but do you know what I mean in terms of it captured imagination like people wanted to watch that fight even though for me yeah. Hey was yeah. done and Bellew, well, you know I don't rate Bellew that highly, but people wanted to watch that fight. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, more recent... But, but they just Hel- come out of nowhere, though, don't they? Don't yeah, exa- exactly. You can't predict. The other one I had was White Chisora. Yeah. Like, again, the second one is doing numbers that that fight didn't warrant two years earlier. No. And it wasn't because of other wins those guys had. It was because the first fight was fucking wicked. That's speaking where these of, things uh, come from. Speaking of Dill... Go on, then. I just... So this is, um, this is Friday night. Dill's fighting tomorrow against Povetkin. Let's do real quick predictions then. I said this to Prince earlier. Bit of a rogue one. This could also be a bit of a harler. <laughs> we, we, we could even look wicked or shit. Dillian White in a boring points win. That is my prediction. And that could be wrong by the time you listen to this podcast. But I think he's going to be super, super cautious. He's an ugly boxer, but he can box. His jabs are so good in the recent years. He's going to jab his head off. Uh, I just don't think he's going to risk getting slept like he did last time. What do you think? I think that's the most likely scenario, mate. I think, just as you've described, it's not a million miles off Joshua Ruiz where you know you can win in a certain way, but at the same time, you're constantly cautious that the other person is going to bang you again. So you just don't give him the chance. So... White has to be the favourite, especially because he was winning that first fight comfortably. So convincingly. So comfortably. You look brilliant um, as well. He looks good, didn't he? So uh, you have to go with Ward. Uh, sorry, with White. Um, yeah, you have to. How? You're not giving a prediction. Splinters uh, on your ass. It's tough to say. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Late knockout. Late knockout. Okay. Cool. I think that, I think I think if Dill gets past the stage of the fight where he got knocked out last time, I think he's going to think, "Fuck it, I'm going to put it on you." Son. I think the later it goes, the more conservative he gets. Understand yeah. that as well. Good both fight, going though. White, both going white win. <laughs> Good fight though. Um, Wardley against um, Molina. Um, Wardley wins. Uh, stoppage between six and nine. Is earlier than that. I think that Wardley's decent. He hits very hard. I um, think it depends Molina. how much Molina wants to fight and how much he wants to survive. Exactly. Molina's got his money from the Joshua yeah. fights. Which other yeah. big fight? Did he fight Wilder? He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't care, does he? Um, I think it, that's a good test for Molina, uh, for Wardley, sorry. If nothing else, it's a great name in your record to move on to the next level. Tell you what could be a British bust-up mm-hmm. year or two's time. Wardley Dubois. 
Yeah, possibly. I know that Dubois just had this big setback, but I still think he's a little bit ahead. But yeah, they're not too far off each other, are they? That could be a good fight at some point. Um, Sorry, Spinks, we're not going to go through the entire card, but there are some proper 50-50 scraps in there. Um, But yeah, we might um, be silly at these predictions, but possibly not. Yeah, we might look like twats on Sunday, Monday, might we? Yeah, we'll take that. That'll make a change. Yeah, you look like one seven days a week. Uh, I've heard you've had a bit of a... Uh, I've heard you've had a bit of a bad week this week. Oh, mate, summer's over. What? Summer's like finished. I don't they actually might, know what this is. Like, you've they just... might as well just tell me that they're not opening pubs. Um, so it was released in the media uh, yesterday. Lewis Capaldi is no longer performing at Leeds Festival. <laughs> Who am I meant to sit on the bank with and cry to on Sunday at Leeds Festival when I've had far too many beers and get an emotion about my life? Mate, when you said to me, "I asked me about the bad news this week," I thought there was. I thought you were going to be like, "Oh yeah, tickets for Leeds have been cancelled." Like, I've been, I've been wondering what this is all day. <laughs> but no, I was looking. I was genuinely looking forward to this. But no, that was good. But it's still going to happen. I am slightly gutted that Lewis Capaldi's not going to be there. However, there was good news today. It was like a roller coaster of emotions. I've not told you about this. So, Kendall Calling is a festival in yeah, Kendall, which in is Kendall. in the Lake District. It's a pretty small festival. It's meant to be but good. For my even I've heard of that. Love it. Like, it's mad. It's like 150 quid for a weekend ticket. Cheapest chips. Lineup came out today. Um, DMAs, my nice. favorite band. Stereophonics, the uh, Kooks. Uh, Sherlock's uh, missing out some really obvious ones, but like, really, I'd actually, really I'd even fun. be interested in going to that. Mate, we'll get tickets. So, Pidge puts in our group chat, me, Pidge, and Harry. Right. He goes, Oh, uh, Kendall Calling lineup's been released. Um, I'm keen if you're all keen. Mate, we'll, it, follow it. It. we'll follow this up off air, mate, but I'm actually well keen. Oh, sound, yeah, we'll go 100%. When is it? Well, yeah, Pidge was like, Oh, yeah, we'll all go. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Ready to buy tickets? Pidge goes now. Maybe not actually. But yeah, me, you, and Harrow go if you want. Yeah, mate. I'd, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this. We're gonna have to get get our asses in gear though because it's on like final release tickets. But right, yeah, let's do it. yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in that. I like I like those bands. I was in. I had some proper uh, throwback, not throwback, throwback. Actually, some of them are. <gasps> you know, it's been so sunny. One. Guess who else is there? Who else is there? She said, no. <laughs> Wait, why didn't I have that on today? I've been playing she some proper, I've been playing some proper like sunny sorry. hits the last two days. Like when I left the work yesterday. Of Australia. When I left work yesterday, it was it was really sunny and I was walking home with a big old grin on my face, listening to uh, probably you're probably a little bit too young, but um Benny, Benny Benassi and Chris Brown, beautiful people, which is my True. absolute summer hit True. every single year. If you Imagine don't Chris know. Brown was at Candle Calling. Yeah, that would be interesting, yeah. wouldn't it? But yeah, we'll get tickets if you want. Yeah, Any of the Bag of Cans fans. That's a bit presumptive, isn't it? Bag of Cans fans that want to come Candle Calling. Big crowds. Uh, right, that's music. We'll, we'll talk about music actually in the future at some point. Yeah, maybe, sure. maybe. Like it's hard music. for me because yeah, you like bands and stuff. I'm ninety percent gangster, ten percent disco. So, yeah, that's fair. 
Uh, Twitter mentions, yeah, keep them coming. I appreciate it. There's nothing really this week to talk about, apart from the pub that I play football for, Basingham Buglehorn. I'll actually give you a proper shout when you reopen properly, because they're fucking sick. Their food's really good. The people are nice. And, uh, yeah, it's good outside of Lincoln. Well, it's in, it's in the village in Basingham. It's halfway between Lincoln and Newark. So, yeah, it's, nice. it's good. Lincoln's good for an art, too. Right, let's move to the end. Football trivia this week. Have you done any level of research on your trivia this week or have you just written names on the back of a fab packet? We're not going to get bent on um, edges, are we? No, I have decent trivia. Okay. So Let us know when question, you've said the last, the last clue so people can pause one. if they want to. No, no, there's no... These are just straight-up questions. Oh, okay. Who are the three players... In the Premier League, with the most red cards, this is this they current had or of all time? No, no, all time. Eight red cards. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a clue of the no. teams that they're most associated with. Oh, oh, do you not need it? Big bollocks. Take it away. I was going to start with like a Vidic. No, Carragher. No, I would have guessed them too, too. Martin Skirtle? No. Arsenal? Man City slash Villa? Everton? Uh, Gareth Barry? No. Arsenal Vieira? Yep. Uh, City slash Villa? Centre-half? Yep. Irish. Ah, oh, Richard Dunn. Yep. I'm sorry, what was the last club? Everton. Striker. Fucking Big Dunk. Big Dunk. I've literally wrote down here as well, Big Dunk. But <laughs> <laughs> have you heard some of the stories about Like, he went to prison. That's why Rangers got rid of him. Didn't he used to box the kit man in the gym or something? Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Imagine walking into the kit room, like, just being another member of staff or a player, and there's just the kit man and big dunk with some gloves on. Um, <laughs> question two. Who has the clean sheet record? 202. I think that's Petter. Correct. And final question. <clears throat> Sorry if I've done this too quick, listeners, and uh, you didn't get it in time. You didn't have enough thinking time, but it's not my fault. Yeah. Um, 2018-19, three players tied for the golden boot in the Premier League. Name the three. Pause now. Pause now. Go Salah, Aubameyang and Kane. Incorrect. Got two uh, of them right. Ah. Uh, I thought you were going to smash that. I right. thought I was going to smash it as well. I've got Salah right. I've got Kane right. Nope. Oh, I've got Aubameyang. Uh, uh, Mane. Yep. Correct. Aubameyang, Mane, Salah. I bet Kane was one off. because Kane. I would have scored Kane. Kane always scores 20 goals a season. I did my research on that and got them off a pub quiz website this week. That's not what I do. Whatever the topic is, I'll just put that in and then put in trivia. Right. Tom Stanley's final word. I've not even prepared any final words this week. Um, Final words. In last week's podcast, I mentioned Brad Cousins in my final thoughts. He put an extra um, motivational um, video out on whatever day it was. Stop spreading coronavirus and start spreading positivity. Is that it? 
<laughs> Something along that line. But I love you, Brad. Tell people you like them. It's nice. That's I love you, Brad. Um, any other final thoughts? Um, thanks for everyone that keeps listening. Really appreciate it. Um, like we always say, if you do enjoy it, just tell your mates. Um, if you can share things to your stories, that would be brilliant. Um, but yeah, even if it just sticks with these hundred people that listen every week, me and Job more than happy. We thoroughly. Yeah, I've actually stopped. Like when we first did it, I was looking to see how many people listened. I ain't bothered anymore. I don't really care. Um, I'm gonna go get drunk now, though, mate. All right, mate. Take it easy. Thanks for listening. Yeah. See you soon. Bye.